The scripture text this morning is taken from the second Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. And I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Louis and in your mother Eunice and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So this morning, um, Dr. Yao is going to preach to us spiritual parenting. Let's pray. Almighty God, may the Holy Spirit guide and inspire me to preach your words with clarity and truthfully. Grant us attentive ears, receptive minds, and obedient hearts to obey your command and instruction in the Bible. In Jesus' name I pray. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what is your hope in your children? To marry, start a family, to have good income. But what is God's desire for you as parents? God actually desires us as parents to train our children to be faithful and loyal to God, to love God with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love others as loving ourselves, and to obey Jesus' commission to make disciples, and also to seek God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And then all the other things that our children will need will be given to them as promised by God in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Now, I just pray, brothers and sisters, that you will say to your children, I wish you eternal life, now and forever. Here, eternal life means to have a close relationship with God, starting now, and that close relationship will remain forever. And I hope you will say to your children also, I wish to see you in heaven. Right? In heaven. And when you say that, you are hinting to your children that you are sure of being in heaven with God in the afterlife because of your trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And you hope that your children will also trust Jesus fully in their life so that they can be assured to be with God in heaven in the next life. And you hope that you, your children, and you, your parents, will have reunion in heaven. 
Now, in first, Second uh, Timothy, chapter one, uh, verses one to five, which was read just now, uh, Paul was telling Timothy that his great faith in God was planted in him by his grandmother Louise and his mother Eunice. So this is a very good example of spiritual parenting. And another good example is given by Susanna Wesley, the mother of John Wesley and Charles Wesley. Susanna has 10 children and she make it a point that every week she will spend specific time with each of her 10 children. And for John Wesley, his time was on Thursday evening. And we can see in the life of John Wesley the tremendous influence Susanna had in John and in, in the life of John Wesley and Charles Wesley. Now, today I'm going to talk to you why should we be spiritual parenting? Why should we do spiritual parenting? Right? How to do it and what to do? What to do? Now, firstly, the reason why we should do spiritual parenting is it's our moral responsibility as parents to our children. We want to ensure that our children have spiritual well-being. They live a life that is pleasing to God and then we hope that they will be able to enter heaven in the afterlife. And secondly, is the command of God. Now in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 to 2, Moses was telling the Israelites why they're waiting in the wilderness to go into the promised land. Moses told them, you, your children and their children after them, they must fear the Lord their God as long as they'll live by keeping God's decree and commandments that Moses gave them, right? So that they will be able to enjoy long life in the promised land. Children, your children, spend most of the time with you at home, right? So you have the moral duty to teach your children Christian knowledge and Christian practices. You also ought to mentor your children to make sure that they practice Christian disciplines right? like uh, reading the Bible every day, praying every day, right? And then going to uh, church on Sunday, right? And you must set as parents good example for your children to follow. So you must yourself be good disciple of Jesus. Now there is a spiritual battle that has been faced by your children. And this spiritual battle is with their sinful nature, the world and Satan. So this, as we read in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, this spiritual battle is not flesh and blood but it is 
the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, in Romans chapter 8, eh, verses 6 to 8, it tells us, the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, and those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. So in Romans chapter 1, verses 24 to 31, it lists out a whole list of sinful behavior, sinful act. The sinful desire of the heart can lead to sexual impurity, homosexuality, idolatry, and so on. All the different types of sin against God. And such persons are slanderer, God-haters, they are arrogant, they are boastful, they disobey their parents, they are faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Moreover, you know, they disobey their parents. Right? Disobey their parents. Right? Now, we must remember our children are also exposed to many false teaching and deception in the social media. For example, ideas like politism, materialism, atheism, meaning uh, disbelief in God, liberalism, anything will do. Right? There is no absolute truth. Right? And our children will also have the danger of being in the wrong company that will mislead them to do all the bad things, right? Gambling, pornography, sexual immorality, proscumity, and so on. So we will have to teach them to be careful, right? To remember God's teaching, God's commandment. Now, James chapter 4, verse 4 tells us, Friendship with the world is hatred towards God. And anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, we are reminded, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the craving of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Right? The world and its desire pass away, but the man who does the will of God will live forever. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, again, is a reminder. Satan himself masquerade as angel of light. So, the evil spirit, the army of Satan, will treat us to sin against God. Right. So, we need to disciple our children to have strong faith in God, to have the fear of God, to have reverence for God, and we must teach them to live righteous and holy life. 
so that even when they are away from our homes uh, because of a career or because of study they will have the fear and the reverence for God and they will not deliberately sin against God right remind them of the judgment of God Romans 2 verses 6 to 10 right so God will give to each person according to what he has done to those who by persistent in doing good eh, God will give eternal life but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil they will have to face the wrath and anger of God so there will be trouble distress for every human being who does evil but glory honor and peace will be for those who does good now how do we teach our children christian faith firstly by your lifestyle so you yourself must practice as good disciple of christ you know read the bible every day pray daily right not only at meal time but at other times eh? and then you must model how to have cordial relationship with your family members we are extended families and also to have friendly relationship with others right now in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 2 to 9 Paul was telling Timothy the virtues that deacons and overseer must have that mean church leaders and pastors must have but these virtues are also applicable to every good christian virtues such as being above reproach being temperate self-control respectable hospitable not given to drunkenness not violent gentle not quarrelsome not a lover of money i must be able to manage his own family well and see that the children respect the parents eh? i must have good reputation with outsiders and the person must be worthy of respect is sincere must not pursue dishonest gain and must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith the christian faith with a very clear conscience now there are four godly examples that the parents must have to show to their children firstly in time of troubles keep believing in god's help show your children that when troubles come we go to the word and we trust in god that god god know what is good for us what is best for us in that situation and secondly we must tie and when we do it and our children see us doing it then it will give them the idea that tithing is normal and for that will not be a problem for them to follow eventually thirdly be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to anger so if we can practice this good habit then eh? we will be able to have good relationship with family members with others around us and we set a very good example for our children to follow 
right? So this uh, cordial, this attitude, this habit, uh, we must demonstrate at home, in our workplace, in the church, and when we go to the public places, right? Fourthly, third, this uh, fourthly, don't quit. Perseverance is a vital quality for success in life. When things get hard, keep going. Be determined to persevere no matter what. For example, if you lost your job, you have to find alternative way of income. Maybe you can try to think of farming or you think uh, making things at home for sale, uh, do online business, or you open a hawker store somewhere, right? Whatever that you think you can do to earn income, persevere, don't quit. And when your children see you, you have this attitude, they will admire you, they will learn to you, and they will practice that also. Don't quit when time of uh, trouble. As I, as I said uh, earlier, trust in God, that God will help you in your difficult situation. Teach your children and grandchildren to read the Bible every day and to pray every day. And conduct family devotion at home every week. You can use the da Daily Living Water book because there is a section on the family devotion. Eh? And there are also books on family devotion that you can use. Eh? And Dr. Winnie T, eh? uh, she had prepared a set of PowerPoint slides on family devotion that you can use at home. Eh? For example, uh, this is a book on family devotion and then the living water book. Eh? Now, read Bible story to your children. For your preschool children, you read Bible study, uh, Bible story at bad times eh? and at other times. For example, when you go holiday, eh? uh, that's a good time when you have more time with your children, reading Bible story to them. And also have spontaneous spiritual conversation with your children at any time whenever they ask you questions. When they have certain doubts, uh, they ask you, can all religion, all the followers of all religion go to heaven? Do we worship three gods? Is the God of Islam the same as the Christian God? These questions that may arise in their mind, eh? Now bring your children to church every week for Sunday worship service, for Sunday school, or for youth meeting and for prayer meeting. So for prayer meeting, try to bring your children here, right? Bring your children to your cell group meeting. Now we encourage intergeneration cell group meeting where the children are there with the parents and the children can see what they do what the elder people do when they come together in fellowship. And then you can bring your children to church camp and youth camp. For youth camp, I will encourage that the parents will stay with your children and see what they do and participate there, right? Also try to have a special one-to-one -one time with each of your children. 
perhaps many of you, because you don't spend much time with your children, even at home, except at meal time. This will be a good time. You just spend one to one, you and one child, in a cafe, and then ask them whether they have any worries, any queries, and you try to help them. Right? So, there is something that we can start if you haven't done that. Right? Spend time one to one, right? Uh, away from home, for example, in a cafe, so that they will enjoy ice cream while you talk to them. And then you can also check on the progress of their spiritual transformation. You ask them, do you pray? Do you read Bible every day? Right? So on. Bring your children on church visitation to poor families, you know, to show them how we as Christians ought to do good works. So here, FMC once a month, uh, we have teams that go to the homes of poor families. We give them rice, cooking oil, and many other things. Huh? And we also try to help these families where whatever needs they have. For example, bring them to the doctor's clinic if they are not well. And then if their homes need repair, we help them. Huh? Okay. And bring your children to mission trip, right? To see how you. Uh, conduct this uh, mission uh, away from your church, away from your town. I also suggest that you open your home for evangelistic outreach. Eh? Invite non-Christian neighbors and friends to your house and share the gospel with them. And you undertake to be spiritual parents to non-Christian children, right? What to teach your children and grandchildren about the Christian faith? Firstly, teach them the fear, to have the fear of God, the reverence for God, and to fear God's punishment for disobeying God's commandments and Jesus' teaching, right? So, Remind them of certain Bible verses that are useful and we hope that they will memorize them. For example, Proverbs number 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And Proverbs 8, 13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Proverbs 19, 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Revelation 20 verse 12 here, it says that at end time, on the day of judgment, there will be a book which is the book of life, and the dead will be judged according to what they have done as recorded in this book of life. In Revelation 21 verse 8, here it talks about the second death for the cowardly the unbelieving, the murderer, the sexually immoral, and those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, the all liars, right? So the second death is punishment, eternal punishment in hell. Teach them to memorize the Ten Commandments. 
as mentioned in Exodus chapter 20, eh? verses 1 to 17. And teach them to obey God's greatest commandment, loving God with all their hearts, with all their soul, with all their mind, and loving others as loving themselves. Psalm 11, uh, 119 eh, say, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to God's word. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So teach them also the fifth commandment of God that is to honour parents eh, so that they may have long life. Teach them Jesus' teachings as mentioned in the Sermon on the Mount such as love your enemies and forgive others so that God the Father will also forgive them. Teach them to memorize the Lord's Prayer and to say this prayer every day. Teach them to memorize the Apostle Creed because this Apostle Creed which we recite here in church every Sunday is a statement of our Christian faith. Right? Teach them the content of the membership manual of the Methodist Church of Malaysia. So inside this manual, which is used for baptism class and confirmation class, eh, we have uh, teaching concerning our belief, namely the Apostle Creed, the Bible, the Trinity, right, the Church, right, and the last things. I mean the end time things. Yeah? Our spirituality, namely the Lord's Prayer, the Holy Sacrament, the spiritual discipline of uh, reading the Bible, praying community and stewardship, evangelism, mission, and spiritual warfare. And also about our ethics eh, as contained in the Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount. And what, does, what is the meaning of being a member of the Methodist Church of Malaysia? Teach them how to read the Bible, right? So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 say. All scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for doing good work. Right? For preschool children, teach them to read the pictorial children Bible. Right? and also to use uh, daily devotion materials prepared by Scripture Union for the preschool children. Uh, for the older children, encourage them to read uh, daily bread produced by the Scripture Union or the Daily Living Water book. Uh. So this daily bread, I will encourage parents, please subscribe for your children, for your older children and for yourself. Uh. So this example daily bread, uh, okay. And the other one is the uh, animal compendium. Uh, okay, compendium. All right. Now go through with the children the children's Sunday school materials, uh, because here the Sunday school may use a material like the on the way, which is a free online material, or the Bible Explorer series, eh? uh, which are suitable for children uh, from the ages of four years to the teen. Eh? Right? Teach them what to pray daily. It can be spontaneous 
uh, prayer or uh, teach them to use a prayer book which uh, will teach us to pray using the Bible verses. Bible verses. Huh? Teach them how to share the gospel with others. Huh? So using the four spiritual law, the bridge. And for children in the primary five and six, huh? encourage them to attend this course on hope for kids, huh? which is a simplified SEE. So with that, uh, they will have a means, an easy way of sharing the gospel to non-Christian. For serious Bible study, encourage your children to attend this uh, Purple Disciple course or <coughs> to attend this uh, Bible study fellowship which runs a weekly uh, Bible study discussion. Eh? Teach your children to write daily journal and I hope parents, you yourself, will do this. Huh? So you jot down in this uh, journal your daily prayer requests and the answer to your prayer and daily reflection on Bible reading and reflection of the daily experience of either uh, themselves or others. Huh? Teach your children and grandchildren to do good works. So bring them along on your home, this uh, visitation organized by the church. Eh? And on Christmas time, eh, encourage them to use their saving to buy materials eh, uh, to donate to this Boys Brigade Love Box campaign where we give gifts to children of poor family. James chapter 2 verse 17 reminds us, faith without action is dead. Now, when I was 6 to 11 years old, my mother and my brother and sister and I, we stayed with my grandfather in Cebu. My father died when I was uh, 5 years old. Eh? So we moved from Kuching to Cebu. My grandfather was uh, Reverend Po Yao Xiao King, a Methodist uh, pastor in Cebu. Eh? So every month, two or three times uh, a month, eh, we will have family devotion. So we will sing hymn and my grandfather will read these uh, Bible passages uh, using the daily bread in uh, Mandarin. Eh? And then he will explain the story inside the passage. And after that, uh, my father and my mother will pray. Lah. Yeah. Later on, when I was uh, 12 to 17 years old, I moved to Kuching to stay with my uncle, the late Reverend Datuk Yao Penghua. He also, in his family, conduct family devotion two to three times per month. And we also start the family devotion by singing hymns, and then the, he will also use the daily bread eh, uh, for the reading of the Bible passages and then the, there is a story connected to the passage. Eh? And after that, we will take turn to pray. Yeah? So my uncle will encourage us because we are already quite, quite big already, all of us. Um, every one of us will pray, take turn to pray. And now in my family, every week 
we will have a family devotion. We will sing Christian songs and hymns, and then we will use this daily living water, the section on the family devotion. We read the passage and then read the story behind that, the teaching. And after that, we will take turn to pray. Even my autistic son, Barney, every time when we gather, he enjoys singing. We let him lead. Okay, Barney, what song you want to sing? Then he will lead, we will follow. And, and we also encourage him to say the Lord's Prayer at every meeting of the family devotion. So let's pray. Let's pray. Almighty God, may your Holy Spirit impress on our hearts that it is our moral duty, moral responsibility to train our children and grandchildren when they are still young in Christian knowledge and practices, to train them to develop close relationship with you, O God. Remind us, Holy Spirit, not to wait, to do it now. O God, may we be able, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to set good example of Christian disciples for our children to emulate. Teach them to make Bibles their daily companion and guidebook for Christian living. And remind us to pray regularly for our children to live righteous and holy lives, even when they are away from our homes, so that one day they will be with God in heaven and we could have our family reunion. We pray all this in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.